0: Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host and president of Mission Go. Today, our scripture is taken from a very famous psalm, Psalm 23, verse 1, which says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside the still waters, and He restores my soul. Where will we be without the Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd? We just love him so much because he does watch over our lives. He is our shepherd. We do not have wants. He meets our needs, and he helps us to be blessed. We lie down in green pastures. And he leads us to the still waters, to the place of peace, if we do his will, and if we work with him each day as we restore our soul. The only way I know to restore our soul is to read the Bible and talk to him in prayer and dedicate each day into his hands and allow him to be the lord allow him to give us wisdom and guidance and direction to live life in the best way and as we do these things he gives us comfort he gives us peace he gives us joy he gives us great relationships with other believers and other brothers and sisters in christ and he just blesses our lives and opens up doors that doesn't mean we don't have trials and we don't have tribulations and persecutions But in the midst of that, he is with us because he's promised never to leave us or forsake us. He's promised to always be there when we need him the most. This is a radio edition of Global Times. Today we have in our studio Abu Sad, who's one of our global missionaries who's working in the Middle East. He's been there for several years and uh, actually grew up there, and uh, God has really blessed him. He's called him and has used him in a mighty way. He's had the privilege of ministering in, in lots of different countries over there. And, and today, uh, I think we want to talk a lot about uh, the Bible distribution and the Word of God and uh, how powerful it is in, a, in the lives of so many. And so, Abu, why don't you share how the Lord's using the Word of God to share the gospel of Christ in the Middle East?
1: Yes. Uh, thank you, Dr. Brian. This is a privilege for me to share what uh, God is doing through the the distribution of the Bible in the area uh, there. Today, uh, as we distributing this, we believe 100% that the word of God will make the way and will get bear the pr- fruit and w- set the people free. That's what the Bible said. Uh, so today we're doing this because we believe that the word of God, only, even if we don't uh, talk or we don't have uh, any reaction with people, that the word of God, the printed uh, word, will bear fruits we're seeing this uh, through the years many times uh, uh, when we were distributing uh, we got email or as an sms or a short text message and say uh, i had this uh, bible uh, since long time ago in our home and we're talking about muslims now uh, who has those uh, Bibles? Because we distribute uh, many every month, a couple thousands. So they, uh, we had this testimony says it's been a long time ago uh, in our drawer, and uh, today I uh, open it and I couldn't even uh, close it. I want to read it all, and then I find your uh, address on it, and then here I'm asking you how you can help me uh, to know more and to or to receive Christ, or I'm ready. Uh, some people say I'm ready. it's uh, help me, lead me how to be a follower of christ or disciple me so we have those uh, requests and uh, we're glad because we distribute thousands and when we get those uh, feedbacks uh, we uh, we get excited to to see how uh, serious so as we uh, know that uh, the word of god doesn't uh, come back void we trust we trust the lord beside this uh, we having today uh, while we're distributing the the bibles uh, we're having all the social media on it uh, we're having the opportunity to reach out um, all ages through that uh, facebook uh, email uh, f- uh, twitter uh, we have website uh, we have even on our website we have a e church that we can reach those who we cannot see them weekly especially girls today lots of girls in middle east uh, as muslim they don't let them go out uh, their families but they have internet at home so praise God for the technology so we can meet with them face to face on the uh, internet so uh, we sing with them uh, we make we make just a church uh, we sing we uh, preach the gospel uh, and they can choose also uh, some uh, songs uh, uh, with other people not just one on one but uh, we will be a couple uh, people meeting on uh, one time uh, it's interesting always when uh, Uh, God opened doors to use any opportunities, uh, technology or others to do that. And uh, we're happy to see the feedback from pastors uh, today. We are getting calls uh, just uh, the pastor to say thank you for what uh, have you done. In our church, uh, you changed us. You uh, challenged us to to uh, distribute the Bible because today, uh, everyone, I believe, even you, are hearing me today. You can do that uh, wherever you are. You're uh, uh, staying. You can give away one bible as a gift for somebody today can't you do this we're doing this uh, today and i'm challenging pastors today to do that in the whole middle east and uh, we're so blessed uh, yes it is challenge but you can do it uh, we can do it that's how we can make the great commission a daily commitment
0: Yes, and the Lord has really blessed us because we have our own pretty press and we can produce Arabic Bibles for about $5 a copy. Isn't that correct?
1: That's true. Today, uh, the cost for uh, one um, Bible to be distributed, uh, it's costing us $5. So we appreciate uh, your help and your support uh, for that. So it includes
0: not only the printing of the Bible, but also distributing to a person so the Bible actually gets where it's supposed to go. And it's given in Christ's name by a Christian. So that's the blessing of that. Thank you so much for sharing with us about the Word of God. The Word of God is alive and powerful, and it's sharper than a two-edged sword, and it pierces the dividing of the sun or the soul and the spirit that joins the marrow. The Lord is really blessed and we're so thankful that you have this privilege of sharing the Word of God because it never returns void and always produces fruit. And so we're so thankful for this great privilege. Thank you for sharing with us today, Yabu. Thank you so much for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour. As you are probably aware, this is a listener-supported program. This month, we're offering a wonderful booklet entitled Trials by June Hunt, to Try to help us to work through different trials that we face throughout the day. In the middle of the booklet, it has some questions and answers. It talks about a hardened heart and then a humble heart. And i just like to read a couple of them to you. I think they're pretty insightful. A hardened heart says, God doesn't care about me. My suffering will never end. The humble heart says, my suffering had a beginning and it will also have an ending. And 1 Peter 5.10 says, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast another one a hardened heart might say the lord turned his back on me and left me broken the humble heart would say god is especially close to me when my heart is broken psalm 34:18 says the lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit in some situations suffering can be the direct result of a person's destructive choice in other cases god often allows the innocent to suffer in order to display his power and divine purposes john 9 2 and 3 say this his disciples asked him rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind neither this man nor his parents sinned said jesus i highly recommend this booklet i ask that you'd write in and ask for the booklet Trials, you can write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R, 7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231.
2: life and let it be consecrated Lord to thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee, take my voice and let me sing, always only for my King. and let them be filled with messages for thee. Take my silver and my gold, not my Thy feet is so.
0: Today's message is from Reverend Art Larson. I know you enjoy this message very much. Printing copies are available upon request. A man was asked how he managed to live in such a state of
3: tranquility, even though he was surrounded by adverse circumstances. His reply was profound, yet simple. He said, I have learned to cooperate with the inevitable. Does it surprise you that trouble is a part of life? Well, probably not. We all know trouble close up and personal. Bad health, empty bank account, blighted love, grief, loss of a job, the list goes on. It shouldn't surprise us, therefore, that God permits added trials of being ridiculed and hated because we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. But trouble, whether it's common to man or unique to Christians, can reveal to us the moral fiber of our soul. Someone has written I've never seen a golf course without hazards. They are part of the game. Golfers speak of the courses with the most hazards as the most challenging, and they'll travel a long way to test their skill against the most demanding 18 holes. Oliver Wendell Holmes said If I had a formula for bypassing trouble, I wouldn't pass it around. I wouldn't be doing anyone a favor. Trouble creates a capacity to handle it. Meet it as a friend, for you'll see a lot of it, and you had better be on speaking terms with it. That is trouble. Think it not strange then when trouble comes. God is going to use it to test the the stamina stamina of your life and mine. The best way to handle trouble is to commit your soul unto Him in faithfulness to a faithful creator. You see, great triumphs are born out of great troubles. Today, I want to study with you Psalm 142, a wonderful Psalm of David when he was in a cave, running for his life, hiding out from those who were seeking to destroy him. If you can and have access to a Bible, open up to Psalm 142. If not, just listen as I read it and notice in the second verse, two particular words. Psalm 142 I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him, and here are the two words, my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I have walked, have they privately laid a snare for me. I look on my right hand, and behold, there is no man who would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors. They are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Did you notice those two words in the second verse? Let me underscore them again. David speaks about my trouble. There was a wonderful preacher in London, England, many years ago. His name was Dr. Joseph Parker, and he said this, no preacher will ever lack a congregation if he preaches to troubled hearts. And of course he was right. For when we address our words to troubled hearts, we're sure that we're speaking to everyone because you see, everyone sooner or later experiences trouble and trial. And here in Psalm 142, we find even the writer David, a man after God's own heart, in great trouble. The whole Psalm teaches us how to be triumphant in trouble, not how to escape trouble or be free from it, but how to glorify God in the midst of trouble and how to prove that God is is greater than any trouble we might ever encounter, that God is faithful in delivering us in the time of trouble. Now, I want to talk with you about two things in this Psalm, first, the reality of trouble, and secondly, our reaction to trouble. You see, life is 20% the reality of trouble and 80% our reaction to the trouble. Now notice the reality of trouble. The Bible says in Job 5.7, man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. David is talking about his trouble. It's a time when he was a fugitive. His fortunes were at their lowest ebb. His reputation had gone and he was an outcast. And we don't know exactly what the trouble was to which he referred. This is helpful because it enables us to fit our own trouble into this picture. But we do know that he was in a cave when he wrote this. Now, the reality of trouble, David speaks about it in three ways. First of all, he tells us he was in big trouble. Secondly, he tells us it involved bad people. And thirdly, he tells us there was bitter disappointment. Now, notice David's big trouble. David says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. I poured out my complaint. I showed him my trouble. Now, God knew about it, but he's just pouring it out before the Lord. He's He's sharing it with God. That's great therapy, my friend. He said, my spirit was overwhelmed within me in verse three. He says in verse six, I was brought or I am brought very low. He says, my persecutors, they're stronger than me. He says, my soul is in prison. You see, David says, I'm overwhelmed. And the word overwhelmed really means wrapped about. If you're in the midst of fog or in a great smoke, say from a bonfire that's billowing up, it seems to wrap you about. It it engulfs you. And David says that this trouble brought him very low as it engulfed him and wrapped around him. This indicates a process. He went lower and lower until he felt he had touched bottom. How big was David's trouble? Now, perhaps I'm talking to someone listening now who is in the midst of an overwhelming experience at this time. You are literally enveloped, wrapped about with trouble. You're in big trouble, and you feel like you're in prison. Maybe some of you listening are in prison. But notice David speaks not only of big trouble, he speaks about bad people. He tells us that people had contributed to his trouble. Notice he says in verse 3 that his enemies had set a snare for him, they had set a trap for him. In verse 6, he refers to them as his persecutors. Now, it's bad enough to be overwhelmed with trouble, but it's doubly bad to have trouble brought upon us through the disloyalty, the malice of others, of people, sometimes even so called friends. That's the kind of thing that is happening to David here. One man said, I love the world, it's people I don't like. Well, we kind of smile at that, but we all have to deal with people, and there are some bad people in the world who set traps for you, who lie about you, who gossip about you, who stab you in the back, as it were. Is this happening to you? And then thirdly, David not only talks about big trouble and bad people, he talks about bitter disappointment. Listen to what he says in verse 4, I looked on my right hand and beheld, and there was no man that would know me refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. This must have been the hardest part of all. It is a tremendous help when we are in the midst of trouble, and we know that loved ones and friends and others understand the difficulties and come to our aid in our situation. But David felt that no one understood, no one cared, and no one was there to help. Now, even though no one, no human, was there, the Lord was certainly there. And David realizes that because he's talking to the Lord. I remember what Paul said when he wrote to Timothy from his last prison when he went to his martyrdom. And he said in 2 Timothy 4.17, at my last defense, no man stood with me, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me and protected me and helped me. So it is. We know the Lord will stand with us. Now, it's important for us to notice what David did when he was in great trouble and how he reacted. Because as I mentioned, trouble is 20% of what happens and 80% of how we react to it. When trouble comes, it's important how we react. Well, we move from the reality of trouble then to the reaction of trouble. How did David react? Well, there are some things that David did not, did not do when he was overwhelmed with trouble? Well, first of all, he didn't brood over his trouble or do nothing about it. Now, this is important because sometimes we get depressed, distressed, and and we just give up. We give in. We quit. We become inactive. We do nothing at all about it. This is fatal. Secondly, he did not indulge in self-pity. He didn't have a pity party, and it doesn't seem to be any, any indication that David really felt very sorry for himself, even as we read this psalm. He didn't wallow in self-pity. And thirdly, he didn't become bitter and rebellious. He didn't question God's love and wisdom and providence. He didn't become hard and critical and ill because of his trouble. And then fourthly, he didn't worry uh, others with his trouble to the extent of overburdening them. And what did David do when his trouble overwhelmed? And well, he did three things. He prayed, he pondered, and he praised. Those are three things we should always do when trouble is upon us. First of all, he prayed. He brought his t- trouble before the Lord in prayer. Verses 1 and 2 make this quite clear. David prayed. He, he, he says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord, did I make my supplication? And I love what he says in verse 2. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. He just told the Lord all about it. He just let it all hang out, and he told the Lord all about it. How wonderful. You see, God is a refuge for us in time of trouble. And so we realize that the first thing we ought to do is pray. And then the second thing he did was he pondered. You see, his faith and trust in God was deepened as he began to think of how faithful God is and the fact that God would never let him down. In verse three, he tells us that he is confident that God knew his path. He says, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. He says, you know all that's happening. You know all that's going on. You know this trouble, and you know those who are causing it. You see, the Lord knows all about you and me. He knows all about your trouble. He knows all that's happening and all those who are causing your trouble. David wrote in another Psalm, Psalm 34, verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And David was filled with hope and began to praise God. He says, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name the righteous shall compass me about. Thou shalt deal bountifully with me. And he began to praise. Ah, oh, how triumphant he was in trouble. He prayed, he pondered and realized how faithful and great and good God is. You think about that, my friend, ponder that and you'll soon begin to praise him saying, Lord, just as you delivered me before, just as you've been faithful in the past, so you will be faithful in delivering me again, no matter what my trouble is. In an article for Campus Life Magazine, Susan Smart describes her third and nearly last solo flight in an airplane. She had been practicing a maneuver at 5,000 feet when she lost control, and her Cessna 150 began spinning wildly toward Earth. After several seconds of panic, she recalled her instructor's words, If you ever get into a spin in a Cessna 150, let go of the controls. It's built to fly on its own. Susan shouted to herself several times, let go. Finally, she yanked her hands from the controls and covered her face. After some wild yawing and pitching, the plane returned to level flight. She had fallen more than half a mile, but she survived because she had the faith to let go. Her experience vividly illustrates what it means to trust God in a time of trouble. I know it's hard to do. When it feels as if everything in our lives is spinning wildly out of control, our feelings cry out for us to panic, to doubt his promises, to ignore or disobey his instructions, and to try to solve things without him. But those responses are futile. In Psalm 142, David cried out to the Lord in his time of trouble. He pondered God's faithfulness and he began to praise the Lord. He knew that his only hope was to put his situation, his trouble, Totally in God's hands and rely on Him. Is your life in a spin today? Let go of the controls. The best way to handle a problem is to hand it over to God. Let go and let God. Now, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, come to Him with the biggest trouble you have, your sin, and invite Him to come in and cleanse you and forgive you and change you. And if you have done that and you're in trouble today, as a Christian, remember to let go and let God, for he who promised is faithful. And even if we believe not, he is faithful. He cannot deny himself. Oh, what a great God. And just as he brought David out of the trouble, he'll bring you out of the trouble. Just let go and let God
0: I trust the message you just heard will be a great blessing to you and that maybe some of the spiritual truths that were shared, you can apply to your own lives this week. Here at CAS National Bible Hour, we're always concerned about those who may be listening who don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And of course, the scriptures are very clear that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one of us that deserves to be in God's presence. There's no way really to get to God unless God would do something for us, and He did. He sent the best gift he had in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, called the indescribable gift. And the Lord Jesus was obedient and he became a man. He babe in a manger, lived a sinless life uh, with the whole goal of going to the cross. And on the cross, he thought about you and me. He bore our sins in his own body as he hung on, on the tree. And so the Bible says, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved if you truly trust God to forgive your sins, uh, to cleanse you, and to have relationship with him, God will receive you. God will save you. But as many as receive him, unto them gave he the right to become the children of God. Don't forget to write in this month to get your copy of Trials uh, by June Hunt. It's a wonderful booklet that uh, will really help you through the trials and tribulations that we face each day, and I know it would be a great encouragement to you. Please write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. You can also hear past messages of Canada's National Bible Hour on our website at missiongo.org, m i s s i o n g o dot o r g. Also, we have a internet radio broadcast at MGO, and you can also get that on our website as well. We're on the air 24/7 each day, and we would encourage you to listen to that, as you can hear many biblical messages and good christian music each day and don't forget to remember us in your prayers we'd covet your uh, financial giving so we want to thank you in advance for what you will do for us and help us to do this work of getting the gospel out to the world